3: Or visit buylegacygold.com. Ugh,
0: another pointless video call where nothing gets done. I think you're on mute, David.
1: Uh, Uh, sorry, what did I miss? IT just approved Miro for the whole company. Miro? That's the... Online whiteboard. For team collaboration.
0: We can make these long video meetings so much shorter with Miro boards. We can share ideas, feedback, and updates on them whenever. Actually see what we're talking about.
1: It's all online.
0: Miro will make her flexible work setup so much easier, with
1: one virtual space for our brainstorms, projects, presentations. Oh, that sounds kind of amazing. So I don't need to wake up for 6am calls with the London office anymore. Now you're getting it. Don't let time zones get in the way of your team working well together. See why 99% of the Fortune 100 trust Miro to get good work done from anywhere. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com.
3: Oh, Welcome, everybody. In uh, 15 minutes, even less, maybe, you'll have a chance at $1,000. Once again, we'll give you what the keyword is. Well, I won't. Some big voice guy will. But you just have to enter it at the website for a chance at $1,000. All right. Let's talk about the vagrants. And I was a kid the big company, Sears Roebuck & Company. What happened to Roebuck? I eventually, just became hmm. Sears. I don't know. They have faded away. Obviously, there's still some stores left, I believe, and they still have a website. However, it was it
2: all-purpose speak... department store?
3: It was an all-purpose department store exactly. Uh, founded in 1892 by Richard Warren Sears and Alva Curtis Roebuck, incorporated in 1906. The reason we're talking about Sears is that there is an empty Sears building in Boyle Heights, which was featured today by the El Segundo Times in a story about a plan to house 10,000 homeless people in it.
2: I saw this and I thought... Is it a
3: high rise? Can they convert it into a huge apartment
2: I thought this was a misprint. 10,000 homeless people in one center in Boyle Heights? No wonder some neighbors are not happy about the idea.
3: Why would you do that to Boyle Heights? What did they do to deserve this? It's called the Los... Oh, this is great. The Los Angeles Life Rebuilding Center. Oh, isn't that a cute name? A wealthy guy by the name of Bill Taromina is the one behind the idea. He wants to construct it so it would house up to 10,000 homeless people, have medical, mental health services, job training, immigration help, and drug abuse diversion programs. Oh, it would be one of those uh, complete... Places to live. Which which never actually work. Supportive services. Never
2: actually work because you can't force anybody to stay there all day and go to the treatment. What you'll have is is 10,000 people wandering around in the neighborhood, bored, looking for drugs. Yeah,
3: you can't put this many homeless people with their dysfunctions in the same place. you got to blow up this whole idea, which people
2: cling to so ferociously that you can rehabilitate these people. Most of them you can't. They're going to be wandering around. They they can't stick to any kind of rehab program. They're not they're not dying to have a normal well, life. The problem is, if they you don't put want ten thousand
3: together, all it takes is ten percent to be disruptive. A thousand people creating havoc—that yeah. Yeah. would be horrible. Yeah, you're not gonna So get... even if we give ninety percent the benefit of behaving, even if only ten percent go wild, that's a thousand people out of control. You can't do that.
2: And odds are the failure rate's gonna be That's something. like a gigantic it's mental be... institution. That's what it is. Yeah, it's gonna be 70, 80% will be the failure rate. Yeah, I... <laughs> that, that, that that
3: that's very common. Well, they'll drag the people with them, right? <laughs> it's just, uh, uh... so this guy apparently uh it says here he's an activist. Philanthropist and wealthy Anaheim businessman, and he has helped finance several homeless housing projects in Orange well, County. Have they the worked? It doesn't say. Well, well other than this of... guy,
2: you know what? These people with with so much money and they want to become uh, saintly philanthropists. They're naive, they're idealistic, and they don't think things through. You can't bring ten thousand people. That's ten thousand people, either drug addicted, mentally ill, or both into one complex and have that work you you you'd need about like 30,000 attendants to deal with that and you're I mean, not going to find those either you're not going
3: to find the employees to staff this in typical times writer style, some felt to agree that their community, already reeling from COVID 19 deaths and environmental pollution, was now supposed to fix Los Angeles' massive stop. homelessness crisis. Yeah, every, every day,
2: every day I read that some community, some city is reeling. You know, I, I walk outside and I expect to see people tumbling backwards. What's the matter with you? I'm reeling from COVID 19. <laughs> I'm reeling from the environmental pollution. Everybody's reeling all the time.
3: Well, it reminds me of, uh, and we'll be talking about people up in the Antelope Valley of L.A. County. There's a feeling here that they are dumping the problem on us. You want to give our community 10, because you don't think we'll object, because we're just poor people here, right? right, You want to give us 10,000 homeless people.
2: Why did this Taramina guy try to uh, launch this in Pacific Palisades, see what happens? Well, that would,
3: (laughs) first of all, be very expensive. Hey, I got another one. Newport (laughs) Beach, huh? He could probably get this Sears building for a pretty good price in Boyle Heights. Yeah, I'm
2: sure his people in his neighborhood would would love this. I don't know. Uh, You know what? Taramina asked, there were 200 people who came to this meeting. And he said, well, what would you accept? And people said, get this, they want grocery stores. How about that? They got nowhere to buy food in in this Boyle Heights neighborhood. They want department stores. They want parks. They want places for their kids to play. Uh, they, they want training center and a trade school, so people get trained for real jobs. I want, I want, I want. Yeah,
3: but instead, <laughs> they're getting 10,000 crazy people. Uh, it's 1.7 million square feet to give you an idea of the massive size of this building. So it would be like a massive high-rise apartment building, so they'd be planning to Fine, do it, put all these units in. 10,000 people. Yeah, that's like a big uh, 10, casino in Vegas, 000. like a big casino
2: hotel. Yeah, that's half of the Staples Center. Even Kevin De Leon, this is his district, thought this was nuts.
3: Yeah, he doesn't like the idea, no.
2: He said situating 10,000 people is, is a non-starter.
3: But listen to this. The Los Angeles Life Rebuilding Center, that's what they want to call it, would include a retail and convenience store open to the public. Uh, they would convert uh, a big parking lot into grassy areas. There would be a center for property storage and job training. With, uh, they, food service, security, and cosmetology. They talk like this is an LAPD substation would be in there. Oh, that'd be a busy place. And a staging area for the LA Fire Department. But they talk like it's for normal people. This all jobs would initially be open to Boyle Heights
2: residents. This isn't. This isn't a, uh, a a project in a normal town. This no. isn't an economic development project. These are 10,000 people who have the worst mental illnesses and the worst drug addictions that they cannot live indoors. They cannot hold jobs.
3: They cannot stay connected to family. So, you're right, Delion said that the chances of LA footing the bill for this is a non-starter, oh, but this, this guy is, still thinks he can raise this, the money. This
2: this is like an LSD dream. This is crazy. They would I I I could not believe this.
3: I mean, even, even uh, Mike Bonin wouldn't do this. No. The homeless at a nearby park are hoping the plan can survive. We need help. How about you go find a job? Go get a job. They're, they're, every
2: single store has got a help wanted sign.
3: Yeah, the first Apply guy Apply within. They, the first guy they talked to is a 34-year-old Mexico City native. Um, that tells me he's probably not in the country legally. Mm-hmm. and With a meth addiction. Well, you know, if you're going to come here
2: illegally... At least most of the people who come here try to get work. Go get work. Oh, no. Instead, you're snorting meth. Uh, Another great decision. Now, I'm supposed to uh, make things easy for you, right? I got to bring you food. I got to drive you to go find a job. I got to take you to rehab. I got to help get you off meth. Why do I have to do this?
3: I don't know. They talk to a Boyle Heights resident (laughs) who works with the homeless. Any random person stumbles into L.A. from anywhere in the world
2: and we're supposed to take care of them. No, we can't do that.
3: What is this? Yeah, that's what they talk to another one. Says, I am from Boyle Heights. I need help. I'm homeless. Yeah. Job. Always, Go they, work. They cherry picked the interview. So you think that all of them might be from Boyle Heights. Well, they're not from
2: Boyle Heights. They're, most of these people in the streets are from other places. They came here because they saw there's no consequences.
3: All right. When we come back, another place which we're going to talk about far from Boyle Heights is up in the Lancaster area where a story has been written that some of the homeless claim they're being driven out of Lancaster by a police crackdown. And they're ending up in one of John's favorite places for the homeless, the desert. Coming up next, you're shot at a thousand dollars with the keyword. But I'm just ahead of my time. You'll see. John and Ken should... Ah, the homeless in the desert. Details coming up in a moment, but right now, your chance at some money. Now, your chance to win $1,000.
2: Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Money. That's money. M-O-N-E-Y. Enter it now at kfiam640.com slash cash. Powered by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you're hurting an accident, winning is everything. Call the winning attorneys at Sweet James. 800- 500-5200. That's 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. If you win, we're going to send you an email saying you won check your junk or spam folder in case it fell in there listen to kfi there's a winning keyword every weekday starting in the 9 a.m hour and that goes all the way to the five o'clock hour next chance to win next hour at 5 20 here on kfi
3: boy they're not kidding speaking of the desert it did reach 102 degrees today in london that's really unheard of but tomorrow's high is only 81 just like that it's gone
2: yeah it's a couple of days of a freak
3: yeah, 70s coming nobody, up 80.
2: Nobody can deal with that anymore. Nobody can deal with a couple of days of freak weather.
3: Oh, it was a big story today. Of course right. it was. Because, well, every, well, people every... there have never seen 100 degrees. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, they... now they have. It's climate change. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, 100 yeah, they degrees. Put, for they put GAs. out a heat alert and people were like, what? Whoa. I, what are you... Actually, some people were happy because they were excited it was going to be. Do you know there are people that come to California? They go to the desert. They go to, like, Death Valley. Mm, They come from countries like Sweden and Finland because it's always so freaking cold there. They can't believe how beautiful warm it is. They love it. They bask in it. It's a tourist attraction. Oh, yeah. Mm. Look at Palm Springs. I saw over the weekend it was supposed to be 114 each
2: day in Palm Springs. Yeah. Las Vegas
3: is like that, too. Las
2: Vegas is like that, too. Phoenix is uh, the fastest-growing metro region in the nation. This Mm. heat is not bothering people it's not stopping them from coming so it kills all these apocalyptic warnings they invented air conditioning there's no problem
3: anymore so uh every now everybody and then everybody acts like there's no air conditioning that's what i don't get the media from the united kingdom likes to send reporters to do stories in california we're an interesting state to study We told you last week it was about legalizing marijuana and cannabis and the toll it's taken on some of the population. This time, it was to come and look at the homeless (laughs) in the Mojave Desert. They wrote it this way. On the edge of northern Los Angeles County, at least 200 people are living in tents and trailers on remote, harsh terrain. They treat us like we're a lost cause, one resident said. So this is from reporter Sam Levin in Lancaster with photographs by Barbara Davidson. And it talks about, well, they interviewed a bunch of these people. And kind of what they're claiming is that police crackdowns in places like Lancaster are driving them to the only place where they'll be left alone. And that's the Mojave Desert. It starts uh, out by talking to Candace Winfrey. The 37-year-old lives in a camper in the Mojave on the northern edge of L.A. County, I get- miles from the nearest store. So don't go there. She's running out of water. It was more than 110 degrees and no one was around to help. Wait. So you go to a place where it's 110 and there's no water. You go to the Mojave Desert.
2: The Mojave Desert has the highest recorded temperature in the history of the world. Hmm. So you pick the place. that Even higher than Death Valley? Is it higher than? Well, Death Valley's not far from the Mojave Desert. Yeah, but... I mean, it's just down the road. It's the same general area. But anyway, you're you're picking a place that is notorious for heat, and by definition has no water. What what do they think the word desert means? And so then you it. start complaining that there's no water. Well, then don't, don't go there.
3: Well, they say they have nowhere else to go because well, Lancaster is yeah. cracking down. How did on... you how did you get to the desert? You got there somehow. Sheriff's deputies and other authorities in recent years have cracked down on homelessness, banning people from camping on certain spots, giving out citations for loitering and related violations, and conducting encampment sweeps that advocates say destroy people's belongings. A lot of cities. They feel that they're banished to the unincorporated desert land. Well, they're wrong. I guess that must be their drug hallucination. There they face less police harassment, but they live isolated from paved roads and basic services. Yeah, well, exactly- yeah, you do. You chose to go to the desert. You could also choose to go to work. You could yeah, choose find to find a go- place you can afford to live. Yeah, go-
2: you, ch- you could choose to go to the rehab clinic and actually follow through on the rehab. You could choose that. If booze is your problem, you could, you could go to the booze clinic. If if mental health is your problem, you can go to that clinic and then take your pills every day. You can choose to do that. You can choose to do that, and, and, and within a matter of a few hours change the course of your whole life. But every day they get up and they choose not to do that. They choose to bitch about what the rest of the public hasn't done for them. Okay, fine. You're going to sit in the desert for a long time. I I think we're long past peak compassion. You know, people are going to fight about this for a long time still. But the idea that most of society feels that we owe them a life that's not happening. Most yes. people don't feel that.
3: This woman they interviewed said, the city of Lancaster treats us like we're a lost cause, like we're just bums and alcoholics, like we're dirty and they don't want to see us.
2: Okay. we used
3: to camp within the city by the old train tracks, but they kept moving her out. You change people's minds. Take a shower,
2: go to the rehab, stick it out to the end, go get a job. Then people aren't going to think that of you. You never have to tell them. They don't want to do it. They, I, mean, I mean, if these programs, they all the experts claim these programs work, right? I mean, they do for a small percentage because most people just don't follow through. But since potentially they could work, then do it. I, I don't have I don't have choice B for you. I, I, I mean, I don't know what to say. But they're standing in the middle of the desert. And it's like, what do you want? You want me to uh, deliver
3: you water every day? They have uh, they rely on the ACLU to come and bring them water and supplies. Uh, the ACLU is urging that the supervisor for this area, Catherine Barger, she can end to policies that criminalize the unhoused in Lancaster, including tickets, fines think. and sweeps. The ACLU oh, no, says the ACLU demands. Well, if you're here. if you're driven to the desert, I think you've reached bottom and it's time for you to find a way to manage your life. We are not responsible for you being in the desert, you are responsible. Why did you
2: pick the desert of all places to go? Why, like, why, why did why did they do that? I, and most cities, most cities harass you when when you sleep on the ground. Most cities around the nation do. It's not like Lancaster is doing something unusual. Yeah, probably, uh, you know, ninety nine percent of cities in America do that.
3: They interviewed the Lancaster mayor, good old R. Rex Paris who said, am I going to allow people to sleep wherever they want and try to get money from people who are out shopping? That's not going to happen. But we didn't drop these people in the desert. I don't want people out there with no water, but they'd rather go out in the desert than go back to L.A. where they're at risk of being raped and killed.
2: <laughs> Why don't you go back to L.A. and, and uh, not go uh, lay in the street on Hollywood Boulevard? <laughs> you, you know you know what I, I love is they they set up... They really are like toddlers. They, they set up these... Th- these situations that always absolves them of any responsibility to change the circumstances. You can't ask them to do anything. We have to bring everything to them, and then often when we do bring services to them, it's rejected, and then they go back to complaining. I'm 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 really done with that conversation. I think isn't everybody tired of hearing about it? Uh, how many billions have we spent? Well, we All spent right. the money. It, it it the help exists. We got more coming up.
3: It's just, I feel like I'm insane. John and Ken KFID. Well, from the mass shooting desk, yesterday the report came out. It was the first comprehensive look at the law enforcement response to the school shooting in Uvalde that killed 19 school children and two teachers. And the report says that there was blame in every direction. There were 400 police officers that responded to the school that day. Think about that. 400 police officers. However, the decision to finally confront the gunman after 77 minutes was made by just a small group of police officers there, including those specially trained Border Patrol agents and a deputy sheriff from a neighboring county, concluding that others at the scene could have taken charge and done so far earlier. Do you know how many but officers they used? Yeah, you know how many officers they had in total? I said 400 twice.
2: No, no, I there's an exact number there. Oh, all right. Well, I'm just getting to a larger point. 376. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, so, rounded to 400. Can you imagine 376 separate trained officers, right? The the whole purpose of their existence is is to prevent People from dying at the hands of a criminal, right? That's the ultimate job they have. How did they? How did all 376 decide together never to do anything? How does that? I mean, I I I understand what they did. I mean, all these reports tell you what happened, and we we knew what happened pretty clearly. It's but why? What was it in human nature that at 376 people they all agreed?
3: I'm just gonna well, stand they didn't here. all agree. There were several that tried to get into the classroom. As I mentioned, a small group at the end decided to barge in. At the end? Well, the end could have been never, right? Yep, Somebody finally said, "Let's go in there." But that's minute... I know, 77 minutes long, but it could have been days. They could have all right, waited. But what happened at, at minute seven? Minute the problem was minute Nobody knew who was in charge, and police officers are always supposed to follow a chain of command. It's like the military; they wait for their orders. Those orders never came. <laughs> I, I'm, and this Pete Arredondo, as I said, wasn't sure he was in charge. Okay, I have never been in like
2: uh, a formal hierarchy like that.
3: <laughs> you have uh, to obey the chain of command. Well, I, Otherwise, it's chaos. But there was no chain. There was chaos. Well, they didn't any- know that. They're standing well, there thinking there is. Does anybody ask? They're waiting for, I mean, because remember, the original response was, well, we think we now have just a barricade situation. So we're going to wait the gunmen out. And we think that because what? I mean, honestly,
2: are, are these really dull bulbs? D- does anybody do critical thinking? When you notice the whole uh, 376, you standing there doing nothing for 77 minutes. And you know that people have already been, been shot in great numbers. The thing is, I didn't see any sense of urgency in those videos. They were all just standing around. Doop, 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 doop. I was like, "What is
3: that?" Now, the report did say that even a flawless police response might not have saved most of the victims. Some died on the way to the hospital, so it is plausible some could have survived if they had not had to wait for the rescue. That's the conclusion of this report. Sure, that's that's that, that sounds reasonable. A lot of the kids probably
2: died uh, very quickly.
3: Yeah, well, I wasn't. Yeah, I mean, he went in there with a high-powered AR-15, and it seemed like he stopped shooting and then would shoot again sporadically. Remember, we saw in the video some cops ran back down the hallway because he apparently opened fire again. What was he shooting at? Was he found? Did he find somebody in one of the classrooms that was hiding and he killed him, or was he just firing into the air Uh, just to send a message? We might never know. We might never know. But um,
2: the thing is, they are they are trained a lot. And, and if everybody's trained to obey the chain of command, obey the commanding officer, what are the commanding officers trained to do? Aren't they trained to set up a command? Now, they had a lot of Border Patrol uh, officers there, too. I don't know exactly what minute those guys showed up, but you had six different law
3: enforcement units uh, attend this gathering. Six. Officers massed on the north and south sides of the classroom while the gunman was holed up in there, but they did not communicate with one another. Despite a search for a master key to the classrooms by the school police chief, Pierre Arradondo, no one called the principal who had one. The uselessness <laughs> no. of a specialized tool to pry open the door was tested, but it to be too dangerous for officers. And, and they thought the that... The chief of the Uvalde Police Department called from his vacation to tell the acting chief to set up a command post. They did it at a funeral home across the street, but then left it shortly thereafter.
2: A command post but, across the street.
3: But they didn't really stay there very long. But but at no point did they say,
2: "Let's go in here. You guys do this. You guys do that. You guys go through this door. You guys go through that door. You guys beat down the door. You guys climb through the windows." I that's I, I, never in a billion years will I understand how they all stood there, in, in,
3: including the commanders. Uh, and, now, yeah, I. They're just calling it egregious, poor decision making. Yeah, went a, beyond Arredondo. I
2: mean, there's no language to describe this. So egregious is probably, uh, you know, as extreme a word as you. Well, can Well, they
3: should be fired. There are some. Well, yeah, that they, every single police officer there should be fired.
2: Yeah, they they should all be fired. But uh, I, I'm, I will always wonder how what was it about? Because I I'm fascinated how human nature works. Human nature is very copycat. You see this all the time, right? You see this in fashion. You see this in trends. You see this in just people's behavior. They copy what other people are doing. There's a strong desire that, well, those people are doing it. I'll do it, too. They're wearing that. I'll wear it. They're watching that show. I'll watch it, too, right? And it looks like you had a version of this, like, well, they're standing around doing nothing. I'll stand around and do nothing, too.
3: Now, the complete opposite of this unfolded yesterday in an Indianapolis area in Indiana— Where they've identified him today, a 20-year-old by the name of Jonathan Saperman began firing at a food court at the Greenwood Park Mall shortly before it closed last night. He shot five people, killing three of them. And then a 22-year-old with a gun opened fire and killed the shooter. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the story people are waiting for. It's not getting a lot of play. Of Police, not. <laughs> though, are congratulating the Good Samaritan for his actions. In fact, 22-year-old I... Elijah Dickin was shopping with his girlfriend. He's the one that took out his gun and killed the gunman. You know how it was covered on CNN? I heard no. this
2: with my ears this morning. You did. I was driving around. I was listening to the audio of CNN. And the anchor was saying, well, coming up next, we're going to talk about the uh, shooting in Indiana at a shopping mall and how a good samaritan stopped
3: it like somebody just stopped to help you fix a tire
2: right but but she didn't <laughs> say and how a man with a gun shot the shooter the, the shooter she wouldn't say that how a good samaritan stopped it and so you know during the commercial break you're sitting
3: thinking oh i wonder what that good samaritan did yeah, the media he, doesn't. And the media always, whenever they cover this, they also say, oh, this doesn't happen very often. People have this idea that the, the hero is going to come who's got his own gun and going to kill a shooter. Well, it happened yesterday. Well, it was a good test case. In, as of July so... 1, Indiana law allows anyone age 18 or older to carry a handgun in public, except if you've got a felony conviction or a restraining order or dangerous mental illness. So it's pretty good gun laws in Indiana. Uh, You don't have to go and get special permission to carry a weapon? Well, it's uh, what they call proof of concept. Proof of concept? It
2: can be done. You can have a good Samaritan stop a shooter. If if uh, I'm
3: ever involved in a mass shooting situation, I pray there's a a guy there that will kill the shooter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) To wait for a police response? So so does every Want mall security to come. So does every gun control wiener. If they're
2: actually trapped in a shopping mall, oh, you're right. They will never hoping, say that, but they will. They're hoping one of those NRA yahoos is lurking in the crowd.
3: That's right. You take out the gunman.
2: All right, we got more coming up because uh, you know they've already defunded the police. John and Ken KFI. We have
3: one more word, John. Just one more today. Hmm. One more word. Word. At five twenty, the keyword. Oh, keyword.
2: Okay. So we had one more word to uh,
3: do to say to express today. Yeah, then we're out of here. Now we're out of here. No, no we have one over. more keyword. Here's our last you. word. Five. <laughs> what are your last words going to be? Uh, so that'll come up around five twenty. A couple of really high-end robberies to report on over the last several days, including a lumberyard and a uh, truck. That contained jewelry. We'll get into that. But we're going to lead off next hour with, of course, we're going to talk about the man that attacked the Olympic volleyball player, Kim Glass, and she mm-hmm. showed off her injuries. Right. Well, there's an update on that story you got to hear coming up right after the news at five o'clock. Well, from the uh, Health and Science Report put down those Skittles. You ever eat Skittle candy?
2: Wait, seriously? I I had a bag last night. Oh, you're dead. No, I literally had a bag of Skittles last night. Oh, my God. You got a little thing on your neck, I can see. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah,
3: something's growing. Titanium (laughs) dioxide. That doesn't sound good. This is a lawsuit. It was filed here in California against the maker of the colorful fruit-flavored candy because of titanium dioxide. It's an additive that helps give the candies their bright color. So uh, that's what makes the the candy sparkle. People like the bright colors. Did they just discover it? That's probably been in there forever, right? It has been in there a long time. The ingredient is a known toxic, according to the lawsuit, and unfit for human consumption. Is that right? Well, here's the explanation. It's against the Mars Candy Company. The suit was filed here in California. The suit says U.S. consumers are not aware of the health risks associated with an artificial food coloring.
2: Is it real or is this a shakedown? Like, where are, the, uh, where are the bodies? You decide.
3: Where are the tumors? Titanium dioxide, or TiO2, is listed as an active ingredient in Skittles sold in the U.S., although it has been removed from the candy's recipe in several European countries, and it's banned in several other countries. Hmm. In 2016, Mars promised they would take the titanium dioxide out of the candy, but they also said it poses no known risks to human health or safety. Well, now, according I mean, to the lawsuit, they never did take the titanium dioxide well, out of the U.S. candy. Just because there's, there's a uh, theoretical
2: possibility of getting harm, is there any actual harm? Or is the dose so tiny that you'd have to eat like 110 billion of them for it to have an effect? I mean, this, this well, is, this is always... somewhere
3: in between, according to, well, depends on your source. We have something called the European Food Safety Authority. They thought that there was uncertainty about how to characterize the ingredient, the ingredient so Mars took it out of the European version of the candy. In May of 2021, the European Food Safety Authority concluded there was not enough research to indicate that titanium dioxide was no longer safe when used as a food additive. Now, they said that the particles, this listen to this, have you ever heard of genotoxicity toxicity, no a substance that has the ability to damage a person's dna it can cause cancer and the european food safety authority said that the absorption of titanium dioxide while the particles low it could accumulate in your body so just how many years you've been eating those eric
1: Skittles are probably tied for my top favorite candy with Mm -hmm. Reese's peanut butter Cup. So I've had a lot of Skittles in my lifetime—probably
3: thousands of Skittles. (laughs) We should test you for titanium dioxide.
2: Honestly, I should volunteer. I will volunteer for some sort of test. I I I should probably get checked out if this is actually true.
3: What did Deborah say?
0: He should find another candy. Why would? Here's the deal. Uh-oh, if I knew there that there's a potential problem I with a the box. food product, I would not eat it anymore. Right. I, I just find... found
2: this out today, Deborah. I so
0: put the Skittles back. I see them in there. Just don't the, the, eat them. The
2: information is two minutes old. I no, I'm just
0: making a point that uh, even if there is no evidence right now, there's a possibility. I, go, just stick with the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. They've They're been, way better.
2: They've been mass-producing the pigment since 1916. It, oh, it looks like it's, it's It was in, uh, approved
3: by the FDA in 1966, the titanium dioxide as a food additive.
2: They put in, it in uh, baked goods,
3: sandwich spreads, it's in salad dressing. Sunscreen. The FDA says the ingredient is not to exceed 1% by weight of the food when used as an ingredient. You've been rubbing this on your no, body.
0: You know what? I buy the sunscreen that I buy has none of that. Well, you junk. buy
3: vegan sunscreen, too?
0: Not vegan sunscreen, but sunscreen that doesn't have all those chemicals. It costs more money, but it's better for your body. Wow. In fact, I bought a couple of coats. I know this is a little too much information, but anyway.
2: <laughs> Isn't it always?
0: <laughs> on Amazon. And then I noticed the fine print that there was that warning, that prop, what is it, 65 warning,
2: warning? about so about titanium?
0: Not titanium, but that there could be something in the clothing, I don't know what, that could cause cancer? I well, shipped those suckers right back.
2: I didn't realize you were obsessive about pure natural products.
0: I tr- I'm not obsessive. I try oh, okay. my best.
3: <laughs> well, the European Health Board considered titanium dioxide not safe when used as a food additive. That was their decision in May of last year. Yeah, well, do they have a body, though? Now they could be more cautious than we are. Uh, They said that the general toxic effects of the ingredient just were not conclusive, but it could not rule out the harmful effects of the food coloring, could not establish a safe level for daily intake.
2: Dunkin' Donuts used to have some product with uh, titanium dioxide, but it doesn't Uh, say specifically what.
3: A lot of food we eat has chemicals because it helps preserve Mm -hmm. some quality of the food. In this case, it keeps them bright colored. Okay. So they can survive in the packaging for a long, long time. (laughs) So you only wear healthy clothes?
0: If if it comes with a warning, a healthy why, sunscreen. I, there's hel- too many other things, right? Mm-hmm. That I can wear. I don't need to wear an article of clothing that has that warning on it. That there's something in there that could possibly cause cancer. Hmm. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't need that. And same thing with sunscreen and and, and uh, makeup. I do my best to buy uh-huh. clean products.
3: Okay, yeah, she really wow. thinks She's a She's clean about... and pure.
0: That's me. Yeah. <laughs>
3: You know, she's just going to end up getting like hit by a bus. Oh, after I know. All this. You know that's going to happen. I know it's going to
0: happen. But you know what? For today,
3: at least you'll die clean
2: <laughs> and
0: pure. All of
3: her precautions.
2: you will be crushed like a pancake under so the bus. The but.
3: safe is going to fall off the building while she's walking down the street, and I
0: know,
3: crush her like a cartoon. Thanks, Ken. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm reading this European study from May of 20. 20- 21 on their assessment of titanium dioxide pretty much they just they just didn't feel confident enough and i mean what's the big deal i mean the candy could still look bright enough just remove it mars they removed it from the european sales apparently of the skittles but they're not they haven't done it apparently in the u.s
2: apparently it's a very good sunscreen ingredient it lowers the incidence of sunburns I have titanium sunscreen in my body Y- yeah, it's titanium dioxide is a common ingredient in oh, good sunscreens. I'm screwed. Yeah, you, you are leaking titanium dioxide out of it.
0: Eric won't be here tomorrow. No.
3: <laughs> Why?
0: He'll be at a doctor's appointment. <laughs> oh,
3: he's going to get himself scanned? For, yes. Go look for Look, look for growths for accumulated. <laughs> All right, uh, coming up next, you may have heard the story a week or so ago about an Olympic volleyball player. She actually has medals. She was attacked by a homeless man in downtown Los Angeles. Vicious. She showed off her injuries. She's talked about this. She's talked about how she wants to have change to this. Well, we're going to talk about another victim of the same guy because nothing changes with the people like this. Coming up next. John and Ken show Marc has News, KFI AM 640. Hey,
2: Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money?
3: Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, The most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's
2: buylegacygold.com.
1: I'm Vyosa.